I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Zeta Zane. Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. Hey, this is TJP, the Phil and Flash, and you are listening to Stan, Ro, Chino, and Camos on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. listening to the longest running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. AAA. Stancy Romaran and Chino Liao together here at the Podcast Network Asia Studios at We Remote Coworking Philippines without Raf Camus once again. Yes. Kung kailan na siyang star-making performance na naman eh. Kasi may talaga ako dito guys eh. Pag ginagalingan niyo sa ring, may nangyayari outside of it eh. Parang law of averages lang yan for Camus. It's like the magic on Witcher. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, got, you, you, you gotta you gotta take something to cast something. It's it's like he went to Vormir and got the soul stone. <laughs> well, that's, that's even worse. That is even worse. <laughs> well, wait, he's at the wake now, so yeah, That's even worse. Cause wait, just, wait, why are we joking about Camus being out of wake? Nick is like, yeah, exactly. Because the Vormir shit is you have to sacrifice someone. Hey, Bobby's bang malinaten, de ba? I'm not saying the Meron, but. Okay. Anyway, uh, since we already um, started off on a dark note, uh, we have to do a quick in memoriam yeah. here to start yes, the podcast. For, first off, uh, our fifth co-host, um, who is no longer with us, and his name was Indy Camus. Mm, we Indy, forgot to do this yeah, last week. Sorry, we forgot sorry. to do this last week. Yeah, he passed away a couple of weekends ago. Indy was Camus's oldest dog, and uh, he was very much a part of the podcast in the sense that you probably heard him breathing way before you heard Chino's breathing. That's true. That's true. Uh, Indy would always be in the background, always wanting to be with us. I think and. Never leaving until Camus uh, would have to physically drag him out. It's also, if you were a guest of the podcast, you would have met Indy alongside Bucky uh, Sabalai when we recorded there. A few That's times, true. Right? That's true. Yeah, so, um, you know, Indy was getting old, especially through the last uh, few months that we were recording at the Balai, and we could see how he would just, like, really literally just lay down there on the floor, and he would start snoring, and then we'd have to, like, usher him out, because you would hear the snoring, and it would actually overpower our voices at some point. <laughs> so, yeah, um, it, it's really disappointing that, you know, the last time I saw Indy, which was, like, I really don't even remember anymore. And, and before we before we got here on Podcast been, Network it's Asia. It's been yeah. a while. It's yeah. been a while since we've seen Indy. The and the rest of the Camus household dogs, um, but it's a tragic loss nonetheless. Uh, we feel for the Camus family in their time of grieving. I mean, I know what it's like to lose a dog. Same here, yeah. same, same. So you know, it's it's not easy, guys. It's a member of your family. Yeah, uh, Indy lived for eleven years, which is right around the 77, 77 years in human time. Yeah, human yeah. age. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a pretty long time for for a dog as well, and especially for a golden for a big retriever. dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Indy yeah. was Indy was quite the big dog. Ooh, uh. 
So, uh, yeah, um, we raise our proverbial glasses to Indy. Run free on the Rainbow Road, my friend. We will see you again on the other side. And uh, there's the more obvious in memoriam that even yeah. though um, it doesn't really have a whole lot to do with, the, with wrestling, it's rocked the entire world. Um, I woke up Monday morning to the news that Kobe Bryant had passed away. Right. Just like every one of us right. here in the Philippines. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but like my instant reaction was I froze and all I could say was, Putangina. I remember, uh, I kind of likened this to hearing about Eddie's death. I feel like this might be the Eddie incident of uh, this Basketball fans. Basketball fans. I don't know, because maybe there's another precedent. Uh, actually, ako, yeah? I've related it to, remember how back in the, the past few years, people kept saying, patay na si Jackie Chan? What? Uh, yeah, I think the online rumors that said Jackie Chan dead in a plane crash. Are you that old? The new frame Chan, of reference, mo. Jackie Chan died in somewhere. Is this, is this pre, pre, pre social media? No, this is during the Sigma early to mid two thousands. Okay, 2000s. I, I can vaguely and for remember. Like, for like a few consecutive years, people were saying Jackie Chan died, pero buhay pa si Jackie Chan. So I thought that this was like that. Napan oh joke lang to, just throw a random celebrity under the bus. But when I googled it, it was just so hard to believe, especially with how he went out uh, in a, a helicopter accident, which is so tragic. Very tragic. Even uh, the words yeah. Kobe Bryant is mm. dead, when I just read it in my head or say it aloud, I still can't believe it. Because it doesn't make sense that he would, this would happen to him this soon, this young. Yeah, um, he was only 41. He would have turned 42 to, uh, this year. Uh, and he was supposed to be inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame this year. He was okay. eligible. And as a result of his untimely passing, the Hall of Fame has actually decided now, wala nang election or nomination process. He's going straight. The first ever inductee to do so. Okay, that, well, I think he's earned more than earned it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was a great heel. I will say this. Uh, oh, I, yeah. As a Celtics fan, he was the biggest heel of my generation. I, uh, I took great delight in the Celtics winning in 2008 over Kobe and the Lakers. And it really broke my heart and, and tore me to no end when Kobe and the Lakers got their revenge in 2010. Like with all retired superstars, the greatest heels also turn into the greatest faces after they retire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I remember being a Kobe fan, watching his last game as an NBA player against the Utah Jazz. Kobe, being Kobe, refused to go out on a loss. He willed that th team to a victory. And that was when I respected him for as a heel, as a a player and as a professional angling. yeah the 60 point game 50 shots that was nuts it was very Kobe uh, but at the same time and I, I know that there are some people who might cry, cry foul over this yeah, it yeah. can't be unsaid that the sexual assault case did happen um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, my, my best friends from high school are huge Kobe fans, and they were like, "No, dude, but hinahalungkat pa yung sexual assault case, the rape case. You know, dapat it was buried nine oh three oh four, and I'm like, no, it happened. And um, you know, to be very fair about the entire thing, Kobe was a rich and powerful athlete, and he was able to afford to silence and settle uh, his accuser. So we're not trying to sweep this under the rug, though. Like I know it happened; it's there, and I of acknowledge course. that. But then we're trying to remember him in the best light possible, as we do with all of the heroes that we've lost. I, no, no, I, I don't I know. That. I don't know much about it, but I do think, from what I know, and and as always, what I know could always be wrong. But I do think he spent the rest of his life after that growing and maturing and then may probably making up for that I was gonna say I, yeah. I was gonna lead into that because um, the, the, the point of me bringing this up is to say that like any other human being Kobe Bryant was flawed 
and was uh, complicated. Mm. You know, um, he had that going on, and he did. We could see him trying to make up for it, especially with how he advocated for women's basketball, mm-hmm. how he was really mentoring Gianna to take on his uh, to take on his name and to be his, I guess, avatar in women's basketball. It it actually makes this whole thing even sadder because he lost a daughter as well in the in the accident. It was sad yeah, that Kobe's thirteen year old daughter Gianna also perished. And this tragic, tragic thing. And now the Bryant family is just two less people now. Mm. Um, I, I will say this, you know, for as complicated uh, a human being as Kobe Bryant was, whatever wrong he did, whether it was a sexual assault case or his feuds with his teammates like Shaq and Dwight Howard or him notoriously elbowing Sasha Vujicic at practice just because he thought Vujicic didn't care about winning, um, you know, th- these people are human. It doesn't invalidate what they did, their accomplishments, their legacy, and all that. But at the same time, uh, it's also worth acknowledging that our heroes, while they are our heroes, they're no saints. Right. Uh, and I also want to say something about people who might find it in themselves to be callous about the whole thing. Because this is a sports fan, this is a basketball fan, or Laker fan, or Laker fan, even. And, uh, you know, people dissing people just because they're mourning Kobe. Um, I just hope that you find the. Compassionately, so to I mean, just because you can't relate to people mourning for him or grieving over him, just leave him alone and let them grieve and you know let them do their thing. Cause it's you can't say how something like this affects someone else. Yeah, and absolutely. I'm sure, uh, even though you might not understand how people feel for this person, you wouldn't want someone else dismissing the way you would grieve over someone you respect or adore. And for us wrestling, us wrestling fans, the yeah. closest example is Eddie Guerrero. Right, right. Because when he died in 2005, it, it's, it's a death that affects us still 15 right. years later. Yes. So, yeah. Is um, it more tragic? I'm sorry, I have to be this guy, but is it more tragic than Benoit's death, though? Uh, like, I yeah. feel like, I feel like I related. There is no crime. Well, yes, that. But when Benoit died, I was sadder about the fact okay, sure. that what happened happened in the uh, way that it happened. More than with Eddie, who was already going through a series. Uh, who, of, who are we comparing? It's Eddie, the Eddie death and the Benoit uh, death. Oh, okay. But it happened around the same time. <laughs> okay. I mean, um, I I think I cried more for Eddie just because Eddie was my guy. I okay. think uh, Eddie is sadder because there was no shock factor. I mean, there was no what the fuck factor. Yeah. With Eddie, I mean, there is a what, there is a what the fuck, but it isn't the same kind of what the fuck when Benoit did what he did or it wasn't a dark death yeah like he he died because of an enlarged heart yeah. and it was probably a result of uh, his uh, his drug abuse from the past diba but he's as dark as that weekend yeah in the Benoit household that was dark as fuck yeah i know that that's actually why actually, i actually we shouldn't be comparing yeah no this i at know all. okay fine sorry but <laughs> i should say i felt like that was more impactful in my fandom no, uh, because uh, I say of the right fact right. that he went through this Dark, dark downward spiral into this maddening murder suicide combo. Na parang, holy shit, he was capable of that. No, I, I, I'll say that with the Benoit thing, it was CTE. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to necessarily paint Benoit the man, like the life no, he I'm lived. No, I'm not saying, okay, fine. I didn't say that it was CTE. I mean, knowing what we know now diba? about mental illness and brain yeah. injuries, diba? it really just paints it all in a different color. But, you know, just to, uh, to uh, wrap a bow around, the, uh, around Kobe Bryant's passing, um, you know, this, this shouldn't have happened and we're all still reeling from it. So, um, I, I, I'm with Roe on this one. Uh, you know, show people compassion. Just have a little compassion. That's all. I mean, it's, it, it's not hard to do. Yeah, 
even though the world is maddening and frustrating at times, uh, these people grieving Kobe deserve your compassion as well. Yep. So, uh, you know, um, there, there's no really no good way to bounce out of that. So I'm, I'm just going to play the bells. All right. That one's for Indy and for Kobe Bryant. Right. Like 10 billion. Well, yeah. <laughs> 24 billion. No, 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 no. Nope, nope, nope. 24 no, it's no, it's 10 bells, so it's tw- only 20. What the fuck? But he's number 8 and number 24. Ah, okay, fine, fine. Because yeah. no, this is wrestling, so we do oh, 10 okay, bells salutes. All right. All right, anyway. Uh, so this week, uh, there was a lot of wrestling that went on, you know, on top of all the bedlam that's uh, been happening everywhere. Both um, local and international. Yeah, yeah. You had Worlds Collide, you had the Royal Rumble weekend, and then you had Mabuhayang Wrestling. All within span of three days, Siba. Right? So what we're going to do is we're going to review uh, the shows we got to catch this week. Mm-hmm. And um, we're, we're going to start with the Rumble because that was, I would say, the biggest in terms oh of magnitude. Oh, boy! Yes! All right. We have a Royal Rumble winner, Andrew fucking McIntyre. Right, right. I'm very happy well, with this. Air horns, Chad. Oh, yeah, yeah, fine. Drew McIntyre. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> I love this result because I called it. Uh, you know, um, I wouldn't say he was the most obvious pick. Yeah, he's not. He's not. Nobody would have. I don't think any. I mean, people could have called it better. There was no way you can tell. Feeling was odds, man. He was. Not, he wasn't in the top. But he no, was top, like, five, top, top five. Top five. I think he was a second. Yeah. Yeah, he was top, top three, five. I, uh, okay. I have to look it up again. I was mistaken. Then he was pretty high up there, but uh, Roman Reigns was still number one. Yep. And, you know, uh, to be fair, Roman Reigns was the last guy that uh, had to be eliminated uh-huh. before Drew McIntyre got the win. This um, Royal Rumble match na to is probably the most enjoyable one since Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, I don't know. Um, From 2018. I, I think, yeah, I, I think you can say that because I, I barely remember that. I mean, it's not cut from your usual Royal It's not cut from a different kind of Royal Rumble. I mean, like, this one is way different, so it's so memorable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. 2016 was super memorable because yeah. of AJ. Right, right. Remember that? And yes. That's just one spot. KO and Sami Zayn. Yeah, okay. So that, that, that's three big uh, Wait, surprise appearances. Wait, 2016 was when Roman had to defend the title? Correct. Yes. Yeah, and when yes. Triple H eventually won. Yeah. So 2016 is pretty memorable in recent uh, recent Rumbles, right? Uh 2018 also memorable for Nakamura. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in, in 2020, I would say that it was actually the perfect mix of storytelling. I think uh, it was them trying out different things, and that works so well because usually every year we get you know the same kind of Royal Rumble. It doesn't change except for what the 2010 when CM Punk cut a promo in in the first few minutes of the Rumble. Yeah, so yeah, it's okay, usually that I remember. yeah, yes. 2011. Sorry, 2011. You're right. Usually it's the same stuff. People get in, people get out, and then sometimes they cl- they Make build comedy up spots or whatever. Yeah, they build up a, a bunch of people, and then a bunch of people get eliminated all at once, and then you know. Uh, build up to the end and all that and this one is so different that you will point to you can watch clips and highlights of it and immediately immediately say that that's a 2020 rumble yeah uh, I, I want to give credit to Miguel Balmaceda on Twitter who engaged with us yeah. Um, yeah. after the rumble he actually pointed out that there were four big arcs yes, yes, in this year's rumble and I actually agree so one you had Brock Lesnar running roughshod over everyone but we still didn't know what would happen if he won yeah but that was like a, a foregone conclusion Pero, he would dominate but uh, I, I was watching I was thinking about it while watching and I figured out what his game plan would have been if he had won yeah so I think if he had won uh, what he would have probably done was bar anyone from challenging him 
Yeah, like, pretty much. Oh, so I, I win. So what a challenge because I'm the champion anyway. Yeah, or he would have picked like Heath Slater or Zack Ryder. Or, or not even pick. Just stop anyone else from from competing by not challenging anyone at all. Oh, yeah. let's rewind a bit here. Uh, Before we even start talking about what everything everything else that happened in the Rumble. Remember how last week we were talking about the previews right. and how we said that there wasn't anything concrete uh-huh. going into this Rumble. There were no hot picks, no yeah. sure winner. Um, did that actually work for this Rumble? Did that make sense? I think they found a way to make it work. Parang, yes, there were no clear favorites, but uh, for some reason, and they have not done this before too much, uh, they, ma- they found a way to build someone up in the match. And that's how that's, we'll talk about that when we go, when we go into uh, the four arcs. And make us care about the eventual winner, even though he wasn't a favorite. Yeah. So in retrospect, I would say, Chino, to answer your question, um, it, it kind of worked, even though we were also skeptical about it. Uh. Right. So okay, number one was Brock dominating. Right. Number two, we're gonna go out of order here. Number two was the return of Edge. Uh-huh. That was a big story because we thought it was a one-off. We thought he was just gonna, you know, come in, spear people, then you know, fuck off right afterward. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That was not the case. He made it to the final three. Uh huh. He was uh, and did not get gassed out as well. Yeah, yeah, he was in the he, best shape I remember uh, him. He uh-huh. was in such good shape for somebody who didn't wrestle for nine years. Uh-huh. Yep, yep. And uh, there was a rated RKO reunion, which would lead on to the events of this week's RAW. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it it was a crazy arc for Edge, and as an Edge head, I was just losing my same, shit. Same, same, same. Fucking loved it. Uh, no complaints on my. Oh, I I, writ- I wrote off the possibility because you know it's Edge and. Even though Spinal there were stenosis, yeah, there were. Even though there were rumors, I don't, I didn't think it was going to be this match, but it was this match, and they made it work, and they made it work so well, and it was, it worked out a lot better than we expected. Best rumble ever. Yeah, I, I'm going to say I right say, now. I, yeah, I would say so as well. Uh, it's, it could be recency bias, but it really did merit the best rumble ever so far. Don't add us. Okay, number three, uh, everybody versus Seth. So that was a big story arc as well because Seth Rollins has been the uh, the biggest dick in WWE. The Monday Night Messiah. Mm. Outside yeah. of Brock Lesnar. So he comes in with uh, Akam Rizar and Buddy Murphy uh-huh. and then uh, they, they help help him out and then eventually literally was all baby faces and Seth. Yeah. So he was easy pickings and he was eliminated what? Final six? Final five? I think so. Yeah, final five. Ata. Yeah. What's the stable? The disciples. Okay. The Messiah and the Pips. Yeah. And the fourth arc was Drew McIntyre, the right. rise of Drew McIntyre. So it really started off the best way it could with him just taking Brock out with a little help yeah, from yeah. Ricochet. Yeah, uh, and it wouldn't have worked if Brock wasn't hogging all the, the first half of the Rumble. Yeah, which pissed us off no una, right? It, 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 it pissed me off, but I also recognized its brilliance because now I'm not bored with what's happening in this first half. Like, I want to know, is this going to go the whole distance or is someone really going to knock off Brock? Yeah, because you, you know you had your usual favorites who uh, were there for uh, say longevity or like uh, for some crazy non-elimination spot like John Morrison, Rey Mysterio, Kofi Kingston, and they all got dispatched quickly. Mm. Yeah. So uh, t- typical in typical Brock fashion. So this yeah. this Royal Rumble was like a Brock match, your usual Brock match. Except it's the Royal Rumble. So they, they they made up for him not showing up on like for four months. for the whole match that uh, this was them trying to make up for yeah, the rest for his of absence. the rest of Brock's future absences. No, no, no! <laughs> Thank God, in there. 
So, you know, um, the four stories came together well as well. Yeah. It really helped na they, they paced it just right. Yes, yes. And then they had the right players come out at the right times. Yeah, I, I really don't have a lot of complaints about this one. Yeah, yeah, uh, me neither. Uh, not as much as I did the Women's Rumble, which we'll get to, I guess, a little later. But uh, so good. Everything was weaved so seamlessly. Yeah. And I, it, as I said, Kanina, it, it does really make Drew McIntyre the winner so believable. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it really helped that he could go toe-to-toe with Brock. Yes, yes. Size-wise, uh, with the physicality and all that. And, you know, Drew has come such a long way. Like, even his redemption story right. from when he started in the business 20 years ago to him getting cut. Uh, yeah, to him missing his mom's funeral because he was um, traveling on the road with WWE at mm-hmm. his lowest point in his career. To, you know, the 3MB shit, leaving um, his rise in the indies and then him coming back. Holy shit. Where, was this all played out during the Rumble? No, 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 no. no, no. no. Meta narrative. Yeah, okay. yeah meta narrative for now. I'm guessing they're going to push it uh, as we head into WrestleMania season. Okay. I mean, as we head into the show, as the feud builds up. So, okay, yeah. so was it an effective use of Drew McIntyre who was in, and I'm putting in the, this in the best way possible, who was simply just a goon in whatever heel stable that arose? Like, did it make sense for him to win the Rumble? Yeah, because he's no longer that guy from 3MB. But he was he was in a tag team with Dolph and whoever. It doesn't matter anymore. I mean... This, it it kind of comes full circle with how he debuted back in 2009 as the chosen one of Vince McMahon, but uh, yeah, you're right. It doesn't uh, it doesn't matter that he was a it was a goon or whatever because this match made him. He was the guy who took out the the champion that nobody could apparently get rid of. Yeah. Um. If anything, I would say it mirrors his entry into NXT uh-huh. from 2017 or 2016. Was it? Nah. He 2017. was just dominant, unstoppable force. It. This is the guy I wanted to see. Uh, the, and the warrior. He, he, he kind of floundered in when he got to Roy. So he was as all uh, NXT yeah, products. I mean, yeah. Okay. Fair. So I would say he was more of a victim of the lack of creative uh, rather than his own doing. I think Paul Heyman found his guy again, yeah. like a new guy, right? Yeah. Um. You know, Drew, Drew is great. Uh. I. I. I am loving what I'm watching from him. I can't wait to see him and Brock uh, lock horns at Mania. So yeah, um, he he's made his choice as of this week's Raw, and it looks like he will be the people's champion for better or worse. Interesting. Yeah, uh, I just hope that they actually pull the trigger. I say, uh, as we all know, heading into battle with Brock, you can always lose, and it's a very real possibility. I think it depends on it. Like I, I don't know Brock's feelings towards Drew McIntyre, but the the rumblings have always been about whether or not Brock gives two shits about you. Yeah, but I mean if. Brock is told to do whatever and he's going to do. I mean, it, with regard to the championship. Yeah. Ako, ako feeling ko, if they don't pull the trigger with Drew, if they don't put the title on him at this point, I don't think it'll it'll still work if they do it down the road. Like, on Drew? On Drew. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah you're, 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 you're right. You have a point here. Uh, because it, it, it'll lose steam quick. Oh, tama, because tama. people are just jumping on the McIntyre train now when mm. it's hot after this Royal Rumble. So if they don't pull the trigger now while he's hot, I don't think it'll make sense down the wor- down the road. Yeah, tama, tama. yeah. Feeling ko kasi uh, they kind of undid how they made Seth mm-hmm. over the last year, like you know, um, him turning heel and then him just being a dick on Twitter. All these things kind of undid how Seth was built up to be the. Uh, lack of a better term, Messiah, following um, his defeat of Brock at Mania and SummerSlam. So I think they have to pull the trigger on Drew. 
or else there is have, no guy. Yes, There's, exactly, exactly. I mean, yeah. Couldn't have been Seth anyway, because uh, Seth is off busy doing his own thing as a heel. Yep. Uh, this guy, it has to be the guy. Yep. There is no other way at this point. Okay, let's segue and talk about the Women's Rumble. And Charlotte Flair has finally won the Royal Rumble, and she's going to WrestleMania. She hasn't declared who she's challenging for yet, has she? Well, we have to wait for SmackDown for that to happen. Oh, yeah, that's right. Thanks. Thanks she for having me in SmackDown to challenge. I mean, she's a SmackDown superstar until further notice. Right? No, I think the money's in a Becky Charlotte rematch. I think uh, that's where it's rumors, going. Rumors now, and this is likely 100% speculation, is the, are that uh, she's going to challenge for the NXT Women's Champ- the NXT Championship minus oh, wow. women's. Okay, let's sidebar and talk about that really quickly and how problematic this is. It is very problematic. Oh, I have a big problem with how they were trying to be progressive yeah. and they took out the women's from the NXT Women's Championship instead of the simpler um, More, solution yeah, yeah. of just calling Adam Cole's title the men's championship. Oh, yes. I, I get what they were trying to do here, but the direction is just wrong for so many reasons. Yeah, well, man, lang PR then. It it was just a sudden change. Now, okay, all of a sudden on on Worlds Collide. No, no, NXT before Worlds Collide. Ah, NXT, pa ba? Yeah. Oh, sorry, I saw I saw it in Worlds Collide. Nadulasin Amaro and Bethe. So nah. they they were correcting each other on air. Nah. It's the NXT Championship. The no. NXT Championship. That doesn't make sense at all. I mean, it. Not, it's, it's not that it doesn't make sense. It's more of it's confusing. It's con- it's okay. Fine. I get that they're trying to push the women's evolution. Yeah. So are they just gonna call it the evolution now? Well, the women's. <laughs> if I were a dumbass wrestling fan, like if I was stu- so stupid, right? Oh, why is Rhea Ripley the NXT champion? Did we see Adam Cole NXT champion? Then there can't be two NXT champions. Yeah, actually, it's uh, it's uh. Classification thing more than anything to yes. me. It's not. It's not a question of gender politics or identity, but it really is a matter of okay. Are you really gonna go out there and address this as uh, address the show as having two NXT champions? I mean, it's never been about gender politics. You look at all the sports ever made, maybe men's and women's, So I don't, I don't point to Alice and me. Yeah, that's right. Because right? when Kunara Team USA competes in the Olympics, right. LeBron James' crew they compete in men's, men's basketball. basketball. Yeah, yeah I mean, exactly. Like, Lisa Leslie and LeBron James. I'll do one more reference for women's Candace basketball. Candice Parker, Okay, updated. fine. I don't watch the WNBA, <laughs> so I wouldn't know. But the point I'm trying to make. Here is just because both of them are and stay basketball players, it doesn't mean you can only get one team to represent them. It doesn't make sense. I think it was a very ill informed choice, it's a bad move, and um, I would bet my money on them retconning it by WrestleMania. I, I just wish they would retcon it by saying, uh, by doing the right thing and saying, calling calling the Adam Cole Championship the men's championship. <laughs> yeah, you knew it, but that's it. How, how did this get approved? Yeah. I, I, I don't understand. It's one of those uh, boneheaded WWE moves. Lol WWE, right? All right, back to okay. the, back to it now. Okay, so so um, rumor and innuendo state that Charlotte Flair will take on Rhea Ripley. Yep, but uh, why? Uh, it doesn't say why. It just is the rumor. But I it, guess uh, if I if I were to offer a kayfabe uh, kayfabe justification, it would probably be because she got tired of. Raw and SmackDown, and she wants a challenge for NXT. And she heard, you know, Rhea Ripley was a top dog on NXT. Okay, so does this matchup make sense on a WrestleMania main event card? If they're pushing NXT to be not the man necessarily to be 
an, a co-equal brand, but you know, just to be something that could be a part of uh, a main, a big WWE pay-per-view, then yeah, sure, why not? Here's a hot take. Uh, this makes sense because this is the year they're actually going to try to build new stars. You're seeing it in Drew, and you're going to see it in Rhea Ripley. Sana, I just hope you didn't jinx that by saying it out loud. Yeah, Sana, because I mean, we are talking about the WWE here. Yeah. Well, that's why it's a hot take. Yeah, yeah. Right? Okay, so um, I, I'm i indifferent to Charlotte winning. I w- really yeah, would have wanted same, it to be Shayna Baszler. Shayna, but I don't hate it. I'm just indifferent. I, I got a question, though. Uh, if Shayna won... Where or what would you have? Would, what would you have her challenge for? Becky, okay, the Raw Women's Championship. I actually would also put her against Becky. Okay. Instant story eh, because uh, because of the Ronda history. Right, right. Bring Ronda in as a heat magnet for right. all I cared about. Right? Kaitna, she's like, kakapanganak uh, or whatever. I don't know what Ronda's doing. I, I have no, <laughs> no idea is, where Ronda is. Sir, she is healing her broken finger. Oh, is she? <laughs> yeah, but I, she I lost. Did not know. She almost lost a finger. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. She also, she almost lost a finger taping um the Fox show nine one one. Right, okay, I remember that Fuck that God. graphic image. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, um the Shayna Becky feud would have been great for me. Um, you know, talking about the women's rumble as a whole, I was disappointed that we didn't get Nia Jax and we got Tamina instead. Um, Sasha Banks Where's was Nia? notably she, absent. She's, she's still injured, be, No, no, no. She's she, reportedly okay. Yeah, she's oh. reportedly cleared. I think. Yeah, double was, knee surgery. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so people were, were waiting for Nia Jax to come out. She hasn't come out on Raw, has she? Well, no, 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 no. Yeah, um, ang, ang daming random spots like Mighty Molly was pretty random. Um, Naomi came back. Uh, Lana and Liv Morgan did was their Naomi, thing. Was uh, Naomi injured? No, she no. was just like uh, not used. Okay. She was written out when the Usos were suspended or when Jimmy Uso was suspended. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what's his face? Kelly Kelly actually took up Sasha's spot, right? Uh, As you reported yes, on the Great yes, Vine yes. on Smart Henry, so she was a last-minute addition. Um, I'm I'm fine every time I see Kelly Kelly because Kelly Kelly. Uh, there were a lot of a lot more legends appearances on this Rumble because, as usual, must must manipes. So women's, but at the same time, uh, I mean, you, you also got a lot of NXT. Yeah, 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 yeah NXT, exactly, like, exactly. Like, so yeah, I understand Mercedes Martinez, Candice. I don't understand why we had to Tegan Knox. Tegan Knox, yeah. Okay, I don't understand why we had to do Santina Morella over here. Yeah, that, that pissed huge, me off. Huge waste of a spot. That pissed me off. Uh, it it was not a good look at all for the WWE to put Santino. <laughs> In in drag in drag, yeah. it wasn't a good idea back then in 2009 as Miss WrestleMania. Yep, it's not a good idea now, especially when you're trying to build up, you know, uh, a credible women's division that actually has been, you know, putting work in. Okay, I'm not putting this. I'm not defending WWE when <laughs> I say this, but we are talking about the same company that used a lesbian love triangle yeah, in, I mean, in recent storyline here. So I wouldn't put this. Up. Above them. No, at least yung gumagamit ka pa ng tatong babae. I mean, babae talaga. Okay, fair, yeah. I mean, you gave a spot to female superstars on on TV, right? And this, you use a legend, one legend, who is not in active competition, a male who is participating in the all-women's Royal Rumble, when it could have easily gone to someone else on the NXT roster. And you made him dress in drag. Exactly. As if dressing in drag was something to be ridiculed. Yeah, exactly. Yumpa, yumpa, right? So even it though, was wrong on so many levels. Even though, even though it was played out to to see the women in the in the ring have the upper hand, because you know, Divas uh, of Doom. Yeah, Divas of Doom would would have totally kicked his ass. It just wasn't a good look. Well, it I don't understand why it couldn't have gone to 
a woman who wasn't on the match and could have been on the match. Yeah, sino pa bang uh, active woman? Uh, Mickey James. Yeah, right? I don't know, man. She wasn't there in the da- match. There are NXT girls that can pasok dun. Uh, Alicia Fox. I, I mean, uh, she's I suspended. Think, but I think Alicia Fox is kind of retired now. Oh, is she? I think so. I didn't know. Yeah. Sino pa ba? Um, well, I have an issue with Beth Phoenix, the Phoenix one, oh. uh, being such a badass heel <laughs> in the Rumble when she's such a sweetheart on NXT commentary. <laughs> I think uh, I, c- I could... Explain that by just being, no, I mean, you know, being different in the ring. She, she's always been a badass. That's her gimmick. Sure. It's not an asshole. She's not being an asshole. She's just being a badass. She was a heel, though. Yeah, she, she was, was a heel. heel. Yeah, she was. But, you know, it was her being on, in serious mode. Like, it's all business time, right? In, in, on commentary, she doesn't have to do that. How do you guys feel about Hall of Famers who are semi-active again? I mean, it... Um, I like didn't Edge, really, what? yeah, like Edge or Beth Phoenix. It wasn't weird to me when we were growing up, but now that you know we're adults and we've seen these people as real full-time active competitors, and now they're either retired or semi-retired, but they have the Hall of Famer distinction. How do you feel about that? I think, well, to be honest, uh, I was an Edge fan, but I did think they pulled the trigger too early on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, I think it was Arn Anderson who said this, but the way he would have uh, done Hall of Fame inductions is to work backwards. From from long ago, sino pa yung hindi na induct induct them in, and then you only get to the newer ones much much later. So I think they really did uh, the edge induction way too early. Yeah. So now uh, back then we didn't know he was he was gonna be able to come back, right? Yep. Yep. So now we're left with the situation. Okay, he's a Hall of Famer, but he could actually still compete at forty six years old. Or and add his legacy. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I feel like while the guys from who had to go out of injury, uh, bow out from the ring because of injury rather, from way back then, are getting a second lease on their ring life, I want these spots to go to current uh, wrestlers, people who were part of the active roster, who travel the roads and show up night in and night out and put in the work. I want the WWE to work better at building these people as credible stars. Now, we've... I, I again, we've talked about it last week when I said that these indie guys coming into NXT or the, or the other brands uh, need to be uh, marketed better so that people from a larger audience are able to grasp onto who they are as wrestlers. How and this actually also goes against that point because if you're relying on quote unquote part timers right, right. like Edge, like Beth Phoenix, MVP, diba? MVP, panatong ibang tao, diba? How are you, Rey Mysterio? How are people supposed to cheer for Umberto when Rey Mysterio is still just there? To be fair, though, uh, to what you said, especially for in the cases of Edge and Rey Mysterio, these guys are not like Brock or Cena now in that they're actually here to work, right? Uh, they're here to work more than MVP was on Raw. MVP was on Raw. We don't, we don't actually know for how long they're going to be around right now, but the way Edge... Uh, competed in the Rumble and he was in there for quite a while uh, t- told me that uh, he was going to be doing this for more than just being part time yeah and he's not Brock or Rock yeah. it okay. was really more it's like, he, it's like he wants to do this uh, f- full time right it was like Jericho yeah yeah exactly okay but then this Edge from nine years ago have a spot in today's WWE this is not the Edge of nine years ago <laughs> 
That's even. I think that's an even worse argument, though. Really? I mean, like, I mean, that's not exactly because at the edge of nine years ago, would have had a spot. Yeah, because he was a champion. Yeah, he exactly. retired as a champion. Oh. Okay, that's fair. The pero si ang point ko lang is paano niyong mga bagong stars? No, that's we, a good point. Um, but how are we supposed to cl- grasp oh, yeah, on true. to all these indie guys when you don't even do a good job bringing them up? I, yeah, I, I, I thought about this when actually, MVP I actually came want out. to segue a little bit to how to what we're gonna get actually from Edge as in his uh, comeback run in yeah. that he's entering a feud with Randy Orton, and while I get that this might be a feud in which you know Edge is working with a guy he is. Uh, really close with, really comfortable with. It's uh, it might be a little sayang that he's not working with someone you know, not someone new, someone he hasn't worked with before, like Seth even, Rollins. Yeah, even though uh, it's likely that we're probably gonna get something like that well, uh, down the road. Well, Seth did threaten to murder exactly. Him, that's why. That's why I wanted him to be the first feud. Yeah, actually, instant story. I would actually be okay with that if you get somebody established like Edge to build up newer guys. Yes. that would be okay with I, me. I, I think the man that is the reason why he is back. I mean, that's the reason why WWE got him back, right? Uh, this match might just be for Saudi Blood Money Five, you know, and then everything else for everything else. There is a match or a storyline with newer guys, right? No, um, I I just want to go back to China's point. Nah, it it is a it is a point worth arguing because mm. there there no, were so agree, many guys weren't there uh, in the Rumble that we expected to yeah. show up. Like we didn't hear a peep from Adam Cole mm-hmm. or the Undisputed Era. Nothing from Johnny Gargano or Champa. Mm. Uh, never mind the that these people competed at Worlds Collide. The fact that this is the Royal fucking Rumble and they weren't there. But uh, on the counterpoint, though, if we're going to talk about NXT guys in the Rumble, I do think that if the first half of the Rumble was Brock throwing guys out, I don't think you would have wanted more of them to be to just be thrown to out be by, Brock. by Brock. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. So I, I was fine with him yeah. sacrificing the people he sacrificed. Sure. Uh, I, I was also fine with Keith Lee and Matt Riddle being in there. But like, really, no Dijakovic. But I do no. think it's also uh, a sign that, I mean, a result of the company having too many people. Yeah, yeah. And, and we've been saying this for years. Yeah. It's such a bloated roster. It is. Uh, so if you're not on the Rumble, I guess you shouldn't be sad or you know offended. Yeah, like take a number. Oh, damn And I guess that's why we need qualification matches again. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I miss those. Oh, for the Rumble, you yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nilang qualification matches, yeah. pati number kung wari ah, alam mong yeah, seven, yeah, 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 yeah. yung kalaban. At, mo, least, at least may sense kung bakit wala siya, wala, yeah. bakit nito siya, right? Kasi they used to dedicate entire rosters. Yes, yes. exactly. Yeah. Those were the good old days. Yeah. I mean, I mean, allotting what? 10, 10 guys per brand? Tangan, wala having... na rin yung, ano, eh, yung, yung mga vignettes na nagbubunutan sila. Yeah, 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 yeah oh, exactly. Yeah. I actually, I actually want to touch on that a little bit here and say that uh, for this rumble, they really didn't do enough of a job building up uh, the fact the, the Royal Rumble matches themselves. Like there was way too many ambiguity. There was way too much ambiguity. Yep. Uh, there wasn't uh, enough of a focus on the fact that this was. I mean, this usual gimmick match is happening once again. I think there were a, there was a lot more focus on uh, things like Be- Becky Asuka, the strap match, Corbin Reigns, yeah, Corbin Reigns, all of that. Yeah, um, I mean, you look at the women's rumble and heading into the actual match, only seven women were announced. Uh, that is stupid. Uh, that was a very bad call. It just so happened that some ending twenty nine women and one guy. In drag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, <laughs> right, right. 
And it just so happened that at least for the men's, they pulled it off well. Yeah. But don't don't think that we didn't notice that you weren't building it upright, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts on the rumbles or on the pay per view itself? Hmm. Uh, I th- no, I think we've uh, exhausted all our thoughts. Other than that, my my last thought was uh, it was the first Royal Rumble pay per view. Na hindi ako urge na matulog at any point. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel it. I, I, mean, na, I, yung I mean, especially since you guys woke up at what four? No, no. I, well, I always I wake not. up at five a.m. I did not. Uh, well, to be fact, uh, to be fair, sorry, uh, I didn't show up to this one as early as I could because they didn't build up the rumble. So to me, I kind of didn't care that much, but they got me to care by the end. You know. So there, uh, those are our thoughts on the Royal Rumble from this year. If there are any uh, bits and pieces we missed, hit us up uh, on Twitter. It is at Wrestling2XPod, at underscore Stancy, at Roizwar, and at Caveman Camus, and at Chino Supersized. Uh, do you want to talk about Worlds Collide here or Mamayana? Uh, uh, real quick, yeah, why not? Let's, let's talk about it now. So yeah, before I ring the bell. Uh, Worlds Collide took place right before the Royal Rumble, and uh, it took the spot of TakeOver. Mm-hmm, it did. It yeah, did. it's kind of weird. But Which is why we get a takeover Portland yes, in two we weeks in February. Yeah, uh, yeah, I will say that this felt like a much more glorified house show with, uh, featuring NXT and NXT UK. But as usual, because it's NXT, the matches are really, really good. My scoring, but like, oh, NXT then NXT UK. Uh, no, 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 because um, they just weren't. I mean, it. Put in lang it wasn't because the stories built in them were okay. So it's not a Survivor Series. No, no. Uh, I don't think there was anything credible at, or tangible at stake then to be you know to be scored over, you know. But uh, really good matches. Uh, it's only two and a half hours long. Yeah. So if you're kind of sick of all the three-hour events, yes. Uh, this is a good show so to catch. Does it also suffer the same problem as a Survivor Series, like where there isn't anything tangible to grasp for the winner? Uh, to Para be lang kayo, lang. Uh, actually, it wasn't. Uh, there wasn't because there wasn't also a matter of pride. There, parang di sila over brand supremacy. It was just a bunch of people from both, uh, from both shows, fighting. You know, it was Imperium versus UE. It didn't matter that Imperium was from NXT UK and UE was from NXT. The same way back in Survivor Series now, this is Team SmackDown, this is Team Raw. Yeah. It was really just Imperium versus UE. And then you got the Cruiserweight Championship match. Obviously, NXT versus NXT UK didn't matter. You were fighting over the Cruiserweight Championship. Yeah, but it also merits saying that Jordan Devlin is the new Cruiserweight Champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Really interesting choice to make because I really thought they were going with Angel Garza over the long run. But I do think uh, it's interesting then. It does solve the problem that uh, TJP brought up on Reddit that they were kind of building up the cruiserweight division over one guy at a time yeah. so that it ended up uh, it ended up making the other guys look uh, weak in comparison here's what i'll say about uh, uh, that booking decision i think it's a good way to transition garza into being a babyface sure. cuz you make him chase uh, after devlin who's a heel uh, uh, if he is chasing Devlin, who is a heel, I actually don't know whether that means Devlin is going to be appearing on NXT more. I think or he should. If he's going to take the cruiserweight championship back to the UK or whatever, have Garza go to the UK. I I think yeah, I think both ways work. Mm. If Garza goes over to NXT UK and chases the championship there, then it'll not only make. NXT UK more uh, legitimate, because uh. there's one more title there, but it'll also give Angel Garza the opportunity to spread his wings. 
Right, right, right. Let us know your thoughts about this week in wrestling. I know there was so much to process, and that's also why we're going to be cutting our episodes or our reviews into two episodes for this week. Yeah, sorry, PWR guys. You're going to have to wait a few more days for Chino's review. So much wrestling. Oh, sorry. Yeah, so much content, so much wrestling. It's a good problem to have, honestly, but Should it's a problem nonetheless. I realize I haven't even seen the NWA pay per view. Fuck. Yeah, I, I, also, I stopped we, following we NWA. We didn't even talk about the DDT purchase in Japan. Oh, Jesus Christ. We also haven't talked about the Jericho cruise. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so maraming nangyari. Maraming ganap. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we'll get to the Mabuhay Ang Wrestling Review by Chino in a few days. So for now, um, just you know, enjoy the WWE product and uh, Edge is back. Yay! Yay, Edge is back. Yeah. All right, we'll catch you in a few days for the Mabuhay Ang Wrestling Review. Uh, let's do our picks of the week yes, before we yes, get out yes. of here properly. So I'm going to start, and I will pick the best Rumble ever. Don't add me. Okay, so good. my pick of the week, uh, it's going it, to but I'm going to go with the eight-man tag main event of Worlds Collide. That's Imperium versus the Undisputed Era. Okay, so what happened here was that Alexander Wolf got injured in like the first five minutes, and then they still did the rest of the match without skipping a beat. Jeez, you should. You guys should watch it. It's insane. Uh, Face Walter is insane to watch. It's so hilarious because uh, you don't expect him to do a comeback and all that, especially when he has a reputation of being the hoss heel in NXT UK, right? Yeah. So please do catch that if you're gonna catch. If you have to catch one thing from Worlds Collide. My pick is also coming from Worlds Collide. It'll be Finn Balor versus uh, Ilya Dragunov. Il- Ilya Dragunov. Also kasi, a great match. Because you're just watching the match. It's internet. Namin, eh. So you're just watching But it's still a great match. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. It's so crazy. So I, I should just go watch it as well. Right. Those are our picks. Let us know what yours are. And this is firmly the end of this week's episode or you know, this week's first episode of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Our love going out to Camus who's dealing with uh, a lot of crap right now uh, yeah uh, be positive be kind don't be mean to people who are grieving Kobe Bryant's death and yay Edge is back we're out of here peace ACAST powers the world's best podcasts here's a show that we recommend The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.